Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we're going to talk about wrong special education advice. IEP advice that maybe you have even heard and you thought it was right, but we're going to debunk that myth right now. So I have with me two master IEP coaches, Nicolette and Sandy. They both came to the IEP table uh, with very different backgrounds and reasons. So I'm going to just have Nicolette um, tell us how did she end up at an IEP table and share with us her wrong advice, but don't tell us what's right just yet, Nicolette. We'll go back around after we hear from Sandy too. So Nicolette, welcome. Hi, thank you so much, um, Catherine. I'm so glad to be here. I have been at the IEP table now for like 15 years. I'm a teacher. Um, and some advice I was given that is that you only have to communicate with parents once a week. Yeah. So I want you guys to hear that real loud and clear. So Nicolette, as a teacher, just, just communicate with parents once a week. Yeah. Um, you guys just start thinking about how did that go as we hear from Sandy and Sandy, how did you end up at an IEP table and what's some wrong advice that you heard? So hi everyone. Um, I ended up at the IEP table initially as mom. My son, William, who's now 22, is on the autism spectrum. And so back he was diagnosed when he was six. And later on, I worked in the school system as a paraprofessional and school librarian. And I was always called in to help translate for the Spanish speaking families during the IEP process. And ultimately, I became an IEP coach. The wrong advice that I heard just kind of blew my socks off. And I thought, what an introduction to this world was when we were first going into the process of having Will evaluated to see if he qualified for services from the school system, I was told that his autism diagnosis wouldn't qualify him or he wouldn't qualify for that category because he was not messed up enough. And you know what? A mom doesn't forget those words. No, you don't. <laughs> you really um, don't. Yeah. So I want to encourage everybody who's listening right now, if if your kind of um, heart just dropped when you heard that, if you feel like maybe you've been given some wrong advice as a teacher, as a parent, I want you to hop over to masteriepcoach.com. We have free IEP trainings every Tuesday. And then we also have the first step to become a master IEP coach, which is the program that Nicolette and Sandy uh, joined. That's how we met. And now we're changing special education outcomes together. I know as a past special education teacher myself, uh, one of the most unsettling things that I had heard as a new teacher was we don't do that here or we can't do that here when we're sitting at an IEP table. And it makes it very uncomfortable as a teacher and as a special needs sibling. And I'm wanting to do more. And I'm hearing this, you know, we don't do that here or we can't do that here. And something just didn't sit well with me with that. I figured out how to get around that. But before I share that with you, let's go to Nicolette. So you're told, you know, just talk to the parents once a week and all will be good. Uh, what did you actually find out about that process? I found out that that is not correct. You know, especially working working with intensive needs students, um, intensive needs families, they want, they want that communication. They want it immediate, they want it fast. And they just, if you communicate it with them once a week, they don't know what's going on with their child. You know, so I learned very quickly that communicating with them daily <laughs> daily with text message, with the phone or with an email really does help and support them so that I can actually connect what I'm doing in classrooms as well as what they're doing at home to build that partnership. Otherwise, it's a partnership that's lacking. You know what? And I love that because somebody listening to this just went, 
oh my goodness, that can happen. So there's a teacher who just heard that that said, yeah, I feel like I need to communicate more, but that's not the culture in my district. You know what? That's okay. Change the culture, do what needs to happen. And for the parents who are worried of like, am I nagging too much? Am I asking too much? No, not if you, if you need that connection at a different level, then go for it. So we'll come back and talk about some of the ways um, that you, um, have found that that has actually changed your classroom and possibly the IEP process for you and changing the way that you communicate with students because that's really why we're communicating. So we can get on the same page and IEP meetings can be messy and what you're talking about can make a difference. So I'd love to hear some of that experience, but Sandy, tell me first, (laughs) what happened after you heard um, that statement from the school, I, I mean, I, I know from a special needs sibling standpoint, I saw my family go through things. I can imagine the emotional side of it, but what did you do next? Um, well, the first thing I did was look at my husband, like she really did not just say that. Did she just say that? And in all fairness, I think that what happened was she felt that we had maybe some kind of a camaraderie and that she could just be blunt with me. But still, that's not what a parent wants to hear about their child. And what I I started to probe and and ask questions. And I said, well, what do you mean? Are you trying to tell me that my child does not have autism? I mean, I've got all these papers from this doctor that say he's got autism. I'm seeing the struggles. The poor kid can't write legibly. His math facts are just in one ear out the other. So what are you trying to tell me? And essentially, um, what she meant was there are different criteria for the areas of eligibility for um, an IEP or for special education services. And she didn't feel that he would meet all the criteria for that one. But I kept persisting and I said, okay, I'd like you to please provide me with either the district's policy or what do you have written that states what the criteria are specifically for autism spectrum disorder. Long story short, we ended up getting him qualified under a different area of eligibility because there are other areas under which that are kind of like broad umbrellas that categories can fit in, but it took some probing. It took some questioning and, and digging in to find out exactly how my child could fit into this world. Absolutely. And that's a big struggle when you have the medical world talking in one set of vocabulary and the special education world talking in a whole other set of vocabulary. So we have a medical diagnosis versus an educational eligibility. That's one of the things that people come to me a lot about inside of the Master IP Coach Mentorship is like, hey, how do I get my child qualified under this specific eligibility? And I say, the eligibility does not drive your child's services. It just gets them through the door. That it gets, So let's just get them through a door and get some services started and then we can go from there. So I would love to, as we kind of come back around here and and find out like, so you get the eligibility and you get into um, the program and you start to get some supports, you know, you mentioned your son is older. So I would love to know what your son is doing now when we come back around, because that is a big question for a lot of parents of what does this look like? What are some of the opportunities? And all of us are on a different journey in this special education community. I'll share that with the thing that I had heard wrong so often of we don't do that here or we can't do that here. I learned as a teacher to ask a lot of questions without throwing my administrator under the bus. Um, It was a lot of, would it be possible? Or 
is it okay if I just try to? And I would kind of inch forward so the parent could then move the conversation even further of like, yes, let's go ahead and try that. And could we add on? So it was, it was kind of baby steps to move towards something. So it was more of like, maybe a child wasn't receiving as much inclusion time as the parents were requesting. And the school was like, well, we can't do that here. And I'd say, well, you know, would it be okay if I adjust the schedule and, and I would come up with some solutions to support that child in another way. So I don't want teachers to feel like you're stuck when you hear that. You absolutely can be respectful at the table, keep your job and help move that conversation forward to provide an appropriate education for a child. So, Nicolette, now that you have been in the field, you know, forever or 15 years, <laughs> um, which really feels like forever in special education, let's just call it like it is. Um, so you've been communicating with parents and I know that, you know, you have experience in helping other teachers who are, who are newer, um, who have different experiences and maybe they're not doing this communication and you're going through IEP meetings. Can you just share, um, you know, how does it truly improve that IEP meeting? I want to encourage teachers to take this extra step that it might be exhausting, but it's worth it. Yeah. And um, so I communicate depending upon the student and the family either every day or every two days, just depending upon what's going on. So the time this child's IEP comes up, I have like pages of notes and I know what their concerns are. I know what they want. So the time they actually, I write everything down and send out to them their input section that has all what they want is completely full and it covers everything from employment <laughs> to the next class, you know, what the kid wants them to work on. So everything is really in depth. And then the next teacher knows that child and knows what the parent is looking for for the next following school year. So. I love that you bring that up, that, that you're actually putting in the effort in small increments every day or every other day. So when that IEP meeting comes, it's not four hours of chasing down the parent, trying to figure out what do they really want or think about the school year. You're already tuned into what that is. You mentioned, you know, some categories that we talk about all the time as master IEP coaches, that an IEP is supposed to be preparing a child for further education, employment, and independent living. And the parent needs to be the driver in those things. And if you're not communicating with the parent, you don't know what those are. So right. I just want to say, you know, thank you, Nicolette, for being that teacher in the field who is making a difference and is being a role model in that way. Yeah, because we're going from four-hour IEPs to one-hour IEPs. So that's a big difference. Okay, that's huge because I you know what I experienced that too. <laughs> and I want everybody to hear that. She's going from four-hour IEPs to one-hour IEPs because she's putting in an extra five, 10, 15 minutes on a regular basis. Okay. So Sandy, share with us, where is your son at now? What does is, what is life look like? So Will was always able to stay in the gen ed setting and went all the way through high school with an IEP. And ultimately uh, he started at community college. And at that point, the IEP kind of goes away and it becomes the 504 accommodations. So it's not been easy for him. Um, Definitely the virtual learning platform is not easy for him, but he was able to gain so many resources that we pushed for earlier on that, that kind of prepared him for some of the, some of the executive functioning skills. There are still things to be worked on. Absolutely. But he made such amazing progress. He's got a part-time job 
at a dog daycare and he takes a couple of classes. You know, he's been taking the college courses just a couple at a time. And I told him, you know what? We're in no rush. Just you do you and, and do what, what's going to work for you because we want him to be successful to, to for these things to stick so that ultimately he can gain that confidence to be fully independent later on. But Absolutely. it all started with the proper supports early on. I love that. I want to make sure that everybody knows that they can reach out to you guys directly um, over at uh, myiepcoach.com. There's a form that you can fill out and you can say, hey, I heard Nicolette or I heard Sandy. I, I need to talk to them. So don't ever hesitate to go to myiepcoach.com so you can connect directly with Nicolette and Sandy. I'll also put their direct links below here in the show notes. Again, if you're thinking, I want to know all the things about special education and how to work some, through some of these struggles that are happening, that's in the Master IEP Coach Mentorship. You could head over to masteriepcoach.com. There's so much false information that is floating through our special education community that you know you can't kind of weed through all of it by yourself, or you shouldn't be doing it, I should say, by yourself. You can try, but you shouldn't be doing it. A community of people who um, have been there, done that, and can help you through, that's what's inside of the Master IP Coach community. I would love to wrap up our conversation here with, um, I love to throw a little something out there on the spot. <laughs> um, I would love for each of you guys to give some encouragement to our parents and teachers who have been um, you know, carrying a heavier load than they ever have in the past. Um, I know both of you guys have experienced that personally. Um, so what words of encouragement or tips or viewpoint can you share to just let others know that they're not alone in this? Um, I'll go first. I'm sorry. Um, I think one of the words of encouragement is that if you don't document everything, like say that your child's having a hard time putting on their shoes, write that down, you know, because it's really going to support them when they go back to school. Everything that you think is really, really little, it might be a bigger thing when it comes to school. So I would just, and, you know, if you need to, like some of my parents do, they, they call me. I just need to, you know, call the teacher and say, hey, I just need to talk to you. I'm having a hard time. How am I going to work you, um, my way through this situation? How am I going to work my way through the curriculum? And just giving them those phone calls. I love that encouragement to pick up the phone and call. I was yeah. actually just talking to somebody else today and, you know, we were saying how we just saved like three hours of emails back and forth and stress and worrying because we had a five minute phone call yeah. and it just cut the confusion um, down and it really opened up the communication on a whole other level. I love that encouragement. Sandy, what do you have? Um, so she took mine because communication is just huge. And I love that. But I think the other one, and this is something that it's been a theme within the Master IP Coach community recently, is there is nothing wrong with dialing it back currently and taking a step back and just not needing to dive in and be all in with every single goal and every single objective of a goal on an IEP. There's everybody's in the same boat right now. And you feel like your child is regressing. You feel like your child has, you know, lost some of the momentum. I feel that same way too with my own kid at home. And because we're all in the same boat, you're not unique in that. And so there will be time later on to readdress some of these things and to catch up. It is absolutely okay to not 
push forward at the same pace that we right. were before all of this happened. Yeah. You know, we have to adjust. And this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. marathon. We're doing <laughs> it. We're still got a ways to go. And burning ourselves out is not going to help anybody. That doesn't mean that we turn to low expectations. It means that we keep our high expectations, but we change our plan a little bit on how we're going to get there. So I love that advice so much. Um, Nicolette and Sandy, thank you for being here today. Everybody, don't forget that if this hits you in a way that you're like, yes, I need more of that. Go over to masteripcoach.com. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, make sure that you hop over and leave a review. And that really helps us reach more parents and teachers so we can change special education together. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. All right. All right.